Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. All right, good morning. It is... Tuesday morning here in Arizona and it is raining. It's been raining all night and I did not get a chance to record my podcast episode yesterday because my son has been sick with this cough and if you don't know, he gets febrile seizures and so I was kind of on edge all day. Um pretty much all weekend too because he kept getting fevers on and off and so I thought I would go ahead and record my podcast episode on wisdom again. Um, And today I wanted to cover the topic of highly sensitive people and their superpower of empathy. Um, This is something that I talk a lot about with my HSP group because it often feels like it's one of our weaknesses that we feel everything so much, but I want to challenge you to turn that thinking around a little bit and to really see this as such a wonderful gift that it can be. Um, Not easy, but definitely doable. So when we look at the highly sensitive person, we know that, you know, people that are, consider themselves HSPs have a higher ability to sense the world around them, right? This means like with their physical sensations, their emotions, the energy around them. And so when we look at what that means for feelings and having empathy for others, it is a great way to go around the world and be connected with others. The challenge happens when we feel like we feel too much. You know, you often hear people saying, I don't know, I've been told all my life that I am too sensitive, that I feel too much, too deeply. And so I wanted to really kind of dissect that and what that means and what we can do about it, because it's it's time we rewrite the script on the highly sensitive person. But before we get started on that, if you wanted to jump on here at all, you're more than welcome to at any moment. Um, If not, I'll just keep on talking and use this for my podcast episode. So let's look at the difference first between a highly sensitive person and an empath, because this is something I hear a lot. Um, You'll have to excuse my voice because it sounds a little raspy because I've also been a little sick. So um, yeah, so the difference between a highly sensitive person and an empath is that, um, and I'm taking this from the empath survival guide. It's uh, kind of an adaptation I found online. So With the highly sensitive person, you know, we tend to look at how we process the world around us, right? Um, We look at the senses and how they affect us. So if you've had like, if you're out for dinner and there's an ambulance going by and there's a car accident and your kid's making a mess and there's a conversation next to you that's really interesting, you're kind of just aware of all of that, right? Um, And we have a low threshold for stimulation. So what happens is we feel everything so deeply and we're processing everything around us that we get overstimulated very easily. Uh, We might have like an aversion to large groups and we might need to kind of 
take longer to wind down after a busy day, or we might need more transition time between activities. Um, that's pretty typical of the highly sensitive person. We also feel things very deeply. So whenever you watch a movie that's very sad, you might really feel that a little bit more deeper than a, a non-HSP person. So you might cry. Um, if you see something that's unfair or unjust, it just like really makes you like feel it very deeply. Um, an empath, and I know sometimes people kind of use these interchangeably, but just because you're an HSP person does not mean you're an empath. And so I think we just get these a little confused sometimes. So an empath is someone that also feels things very deeply, but the main distinction is that the empath tend to absorb the energy and the feelings from other people in different environments into our own bodies. So I, I also identify as an empath. And so what happens, for example, is I will walk into a room, like my, I feel great, my stomach feels fine. And out of nowhere, I'll just feel like this really weird stomach pain. And I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. And the more I talk to people, then more I realize like, oh, someone's probably feeling this. Like I'm taking someone else's feelings, like physical sensations and feeling them myself. This happens a lot with my older son. You know, when he comes home from school and I'm like, how was your day? He's like, oh, it was great. But I'm like something in my body just feels weird. I'm like, oh, something must have happened today. He's processing it. I just need to give him space until he can talk about it. Um, so we we really do feel that as empaths like the emotions and physical sensations in extremely deep ways and so when we see someone in pain or we see someone really suffering we oftentimes can assume that that's coming from ourselves because we're feeling it um, so really highlighting the differences between an HSP and an empath have really helped me to identify oh yes I feel things deeply and also because I'm an empath I like genuinely feel other people's sensations in my body um, which is really weird but now that I know that it makes more sense when I was a teacher and my students would come in the morning I would have to like imagine this white bubble around me because otherwise it was too overwhelming for my system um, not only the overstimulation from being highly sensitive there's so much going on at the beginning of a school day but also the physical sensations I would feel for my students um, it just you know it was a lot sometimes so also understanding that, you know, a lot of people can be both. And I think that's where we kind of have to kind of understand that and just know that. Uh, so a lot of highly sensitive people can be empaths. And when we look at this, um, and this is kind of what's been, I've taken from the Empath Survival Guide is um, you look at the, the kind of like on a spectrum. So on one end, you have like empaths, you know, they feel everything very deeply, like physically, they take it on as their own. And then a little bit lower down the spectrum, there's HSPs. And then a little bit lower down, there's like just loving, empathic people that just, you know, are very empathetic. And then on the opposite end of empaths is just what we would call a narcissist. You know, they have no ability to really feel um or think about other people in the sense of like, oh, I could feel what you're feeling. So when we look at that and we know the difference between the two, then we can kind of start um, looking at the sensitivity trait from a different lens, right? So if you are a highly sensitive person and you also feel like other people's feelings very deeply and you're not sure if they're your own or someone else's, then you might want to consider looking into 
you know, the idea that you're probably an empath as well. Um, and if you're not, you're just like, no, I'm just a highly sensitive person. That's cool too. Like there's no, um, I try to tell people there's not like a better or worse way to be. It just, it's like, we're all wired differently and that's great. Like we're all unique in our own ways. So I come back to this idea of the superpower and this season in my podcast, the Plata Life podcast, I've been doing a whole series on taking what determines what a highly sensitive person is and flipping it so that we can look at it as that being part of your superpower, a skill set that you have that can really help you be a source of love in this world and help you be a source of strength for the people around you and just kind of knowing that it doesn't make you less of a person if you are a highly sensitive person because we oftentimes have felt that way so this concept of you know being an empath or just being very empathic as highly sensitive people is that we feel everything um you know you can't just look at something and say oh that's cool like if you are happy you're going to be very happy um that's one of the things that i've been talking a lot about lately is that joy you know when you feel that joy inside of your heart like you are full on feeling that and it's wonderful but when you're feeling sad (laughs) you're also very much feeling sad and so it can get really challenging to feel everything and to know um that it's okay to feel that and I think that's where we have that struggle of man, I wish I just didn't feel so much. You know, you go around the day and you go through your day and you're like, oh, there's this and there's that. And you look at this beautiful sunset or, you know, you see the birds flying in the sky. You're like, oh, I love that. And then you see your kid get hurt. You're like, oh, I feel so bad. Like, there's just like every moment is filled with so much depth to our feelings and that can get really exhausting. So, one of the things I always tell people is, you know, you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself and that you're giving yourself time to process your day and that you have things that you use like journaling or having a creative practice or a safe group of people that you can just kind of wind down with um, because it's really important that we process those feelings. Um, one of the things that happened this weekend, and if you know me personally or you know a little bit more of my journey, I've been going to therapy on and off since you know my young adulthood um and this last year I found a therapist who is also a highly sensitive person and she specializes in highly sensitive people and it's been the most amazing thing because I feel like she just really gets a lot of the things that other therapists have just not really understood and we've been doing something called brain spotting which is kind of like EMDR but it Um, uses your eye movement and like sound and you know um, to activate parts of your brain and it's used a lot for um for trauma and healing trauma um and this past weekend I had a session and I came to the conclusion so it's really cool because you do this like brain spotting technique and essentially it's like talk therapy but you get to access this part of your brain that you really can't access with all the talking because that uses like the front part of your brain so that you know it really helps you be in your body so it's a highly sensitive person it really helps you to feel all those things and this weekend what I realized was that I spent pretty much my entire childhood um trying not to feel anything because I was raised in an environment where 
having strong feelings was discouraged. Um, it was looked down upon. It was something to make fun of. It was something that made other people, um, it made other people's lives harder. And so the message that I got in my childhood was that you should not feel anything. So anytime I felt sadness or grief or any negative emotion, even any positive emotion, um, it was pretty much, you need to tone it down. And sometimes it was not said in a very nice way or done in a, in a good way. And so I am sitting in therapy, we're doing this brain spotting session. And I just, I saw the connection so clearly of that rage that I felt in my postpartum days. And, um, you know, in parenthood, a lot, of, a lot of times we don't talk about this rage that we feel in parenthood. And I just saw it so clearly, oh my gosh, all this rage is just the explosion of all the feelings I didn't feel my entire childhood. Holy crap, like that is crazy. And so in therapy, you know, we're working on kind of rewiring my brain a little bit and understanding that like it is safe for me now in my own adult life to have strong feelings and to feel those things deeply and to share my feelings with people in a, you know, constructive way. Um, and that sometimes, you know, I'm going to have these kind of explosive feelings of anger and rage because my body has been keeping this stored my entire life. And now it's just finally able to come out. So I think what ends up happening a lot of the times as highly sensitive people is we try to accommodate the world around us instead of structuring our lives so that we can accommodate ourselves. <laughs> and it is a huge challenge, believe me. I've been spending the last, you know, four years trying to build a life that is fit for me as a highly sensitive person and not trying to change myself to fit into a world that doesn't necessarily um, help me or make me feel like, you know, I can be myself. So I was in that therapy session and I realized that a lot of the triggers that happen in my parenthood journey is that I repressed a lot of things when I was a young child and so now they're kind of just exploding up so I have a highly sensitive child my older one I don't know if my younger one is yet he's still kind of little um and so he has these very explosive type of moments where his feelings just completely take over his body and he will show extreme sadness or extreme anger like what sound what seems like extreme to like the average person you know but to me, it's like, oh, he's just feeling that very deeply. And it's been a huge challenge for me to be able to sit with him in those moments because I never learned how to do that with myself. So the thing about trauma work and having to reframe your mind and do all that while you're parenting is that not only do you have to do it, you know, with your child, but you also have to learn how to do it for yourself first. And so I've been thinking a lot about the HSVs in my life. Um, and the group that I work with once a month, and just how helpful it has been for all of us to have a safe space for us to say, I'm having a hard time with this, and it feels so heavy, and we all just look around, and we're like, yeah, I can totally see how that feels heavy, like, oh man, that, I, I can, I can feel that heaviness, and I, I empathize with you, and so that brings me back to my final point here, is that when we take care of ourselves and we understand, you know, not only the difference between HSPs and empaths and how we feel things deeply and how that has been kind of, you know, the narrative in our story, in our, you know, life story so far, no matter how old you are, when we understand that and really just accept that in ourselves, we open up 
the possibility of being able to use this as a superpower because then instead of focusing so much on oh my gosh this is exhausting I feel so deeply and I feel everything around me you kind of take ownership of that and you say wow I can have a lot of empathy for people and as a parent that has been one of my biggest biggest tools I can look at my son who is having a really hard time and instead of trying to make him feel better because he's having a hard time um, and it makes me uncomfortable because I don't know how to handle my own feelings sometimes I can look at him and say you're having a really hard time that that feels hard and I can really truly empathize with him in a way that makes him feel seen and makes him feel connected and it makes him feel less alone so I'm not trying to tell him like it's okay you're fine you're fine I'm like bypass the feeling I'm trying to just let him sit in it and go through the process of feeling the whole thing so that he can come out on the other end and say wow that was a very deep strong feeling and I'm like yeah that was how does it feel now and so having that conversation with him um, so understanding that highly sensitive people you know do feel things very deeply it's allowed my parenting journey to be filled with these real moments of connection and empathy where I really just I'm able to see my child and allow him to express himself in whatever way he needs to and like to let him know that it's okay for him to have those strong feelings and because that allows him then to be able to have a lot of empathy for other people. So that's pretty much all I wanted to share with you. If you wanted to hop on, please do so. Um, I also wanted to share this resource with um, you. And so this um, coming up, this month, we're going to be, um, so I have an HSP group that we meet once a month, and we kind of like just help support each other through our life journey. A lot of them are parents, um, and so we kind of just help each other. <laughs> um, moms, you know, and some of them are starting their own businesses, some of them are in transition times, and so it's just a really cool place where we come together and, and just are there for each other. Um, so this next month, we're going to actually start doing another book. Um, that we read together and we discuss and we're going to be reading um, Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown which I just found out she's doing special on I think it's HBO Max like I did not know that was going to happen so I'm super thrilled for that um, if you don't know me then um, uh, I really appreciate Brene Brown's work it just puts a lot of uh, the language behind the research of you know what it is to be living <laughs> essentially um, so Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection and the Language of Human Experience. And the reason why I really love this book is because it's organized in chapters based on emotions. And so they've taken all these different emotions and grouped them together. And so, for example, the first chapter, let me see if I can get here. Yeah, the first chapter, um, it's called Places We Go When Things Are Uncertain or Too Much. So uh, stress, overwhelm, anxiety, worry, avoidance, excitement, dread, fear, vulnerability. These are all the places, um, you know, all the feelings, all the emotions that can come up. And so they've grouped them all together and she kind of shares the research behind them and in a very practical way. And the book is beautiful, by the way. It's got like all these beautiful images and artwork and it's just, it's so cool. So we're going to be reading that and I'm really excited to, um, I've already read most of it, so <laughs> I'm going to reread it. And I'm really excited to be able to have this conversation with other highly sensitive people because we understand these feelings so well because we feel them so deeply. And, you know, the difference between anxiety and worry. And so to have this discussion of what it's going to be like, you know, 
the difference between feeling anxious and feeling, you know, like you're worrying about something. And I think because highly sensitive people are so attuned to their environment and um, to other people and things like that, I think it'd be really cool to share this with other people who can really understand the differences, the subtle differences in emotions. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. And I can't wait to share what we learn and what other people share in their journey and to just kind of go through this life together. So again, uh, my name is Maria Plata, and I like to talk about highly sensitive people because I am one and it has made such a world of a difference for me understanding what that is and what that means for my life and how I can use this as a superpower because we are all, you know, I always tell highly sensitive people that sometimes people just need like a guide of how to be human and a lot of us are walking around with childhood trauma or we're walking around with a lot of experiences that haven't really made sense to us and so sometimes being a highly sensitive person you can kind of be that flashlight for people and kind of say hey you know like this is cool to be this way too Um, and I think it's really time that we stop treating the world like it needs to be so black and white and so like rigid and so um what's the word that we need to stop treating the world like it has no feelings because if you look around in nature if you look around in animals if you look around in everything like everything is connected and we're we are all connected and our feelings are kind of a way for us to communicate with each other um, that's kind of what I tell my my child is, you know, when you're having these big, strong feelings, whether it's happiness, joy, or, you know, excitement, or, or anger, you know, sadness, whatever, um, it's your way of communicating with the world. And so, you know, sometimes you're just really communicating with very strong feelings, and that's okay, too. Um, so make sure you come back to listen to another talk that I'll do um, some other day. I don't know. I, I'm still feeling a little sick, so... We'll see how the week goes, but I really appreciate you listening. Um, and if you're listening to this talk on my podcast, make sure you go back and listen to the other episodes where I talk about other ways that you can use your sensitivity and turn it into a superpower to help you live a life that feels meaningful and deep and so that you can be connected to each other and that we can go out and just be ourselves out in the world. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.